lucky, you know, it's only, it's only game. How do you have to be mad? What's going on, guys? It's your boy, D, coming at you with another episode of What the Puck here on Game On. Hope everyone's having a good Monday. Um, finally able to talk about some hockey. I'm super excited about it. Uh, hopefully you guys are. Uh, Friday <laughs> Friday was, you know, one of the bigger things in the NHL of late, uh, the uh, 2020 draft lottery in Montreal. Um, absolutely absolutely huge shame for Detroit uh coming in fourth with the worst record in the NHL uh they got the fourth position but it's a bit of history so Steve Eiserman is drafting in the fourth position the same position he was drafted in but on the Red Wings in 1983 my birth year um so that's pretty cool i mean it, i know a lot of people are like oh man Detroit fourth you know, what the hell, uh, that's ridiculous, dude, there's some good players in this draft, there are some bangers in this draft, there are some guys that can just flat out play, and will make the NHL, I would say, I mean, out of the top eight in the draft lottery, there there's at least six guys, maybe even seven, um, that'll make a team, uh, so the shake out of that, um, We'll start from the bottom. So in eighth, the eighth spot is Buffalo. Um, seventh is Jersey. Uh, sixth is uh, the Anaheim Ducks. Fifth is Ottawa. You got fourth in Detroit. Uh, Ottawa, again, coming into third from their trade with San Jose. Um, and L.A. with the number two pick. I mean, good for them. That speeds up their uh, their rebuild. Uh, that should be fun for them to see, you know, what they can build on. And then the number one pick. So here's how this works. And... I'm not exactly a fan of this because it's kind of it's kind of rigged in a way. So the eight um, play-in series for the playoffs. All right. So out of the eight play-in series, so on the West you have the Oilers versus the Blackhawks. Then you have the Predators versus the Coyotes. Then you have the Canucks versus the Wild and the Flames and the Jets. All amazing series, by the way, and that's in the West. In the East, you have the Penguins and the Canadians, Hurricanes and the Rangers, boom, Islanders and the Panthers, and the Leafs and the Jackets. So here's how this works. So first round of the playoffs, okay? In these eight play-in series, out of the eight teams that lose these play-in games, there's a another lottery for the first round pick makes no sense to me because these guys made it and had a chance. So now out of these eight teams, you can have the Blackhawks, the Rangers. I mean, a team like the Pittsburgh Penguins, if Montreal happens to beat them, a team like the Pittsburgh Penguins that can technically get a first round pick. That is absolutely insane. And I don't know what they were thinking when they did it. And I think more teams should be upset at the fact that that is happening. Because what if someone just decides, you know what? What if the Penguins decide, you know, this is an off year, crazy things happen. I'm just going to tank. And every team has a 12.5 chance of getting that first round pick out of those eight teams. And there's a 12.5 chance. So, I mean, that's, that's, I don't know. I don't like 
the odds of that at all. Um, I mean, here are some of the players that are, yes, and I'm flipping a page right now because I can't memorize all of this. Um, we all know and all think that uh, Lafreniere is going to go first. Um, I have just like, it's kind of just like Kako and, and Hughes last year. Um, Lafreniere is a left wing, comes from Ramuski. Uh, I don't know. He's a great player. He puts up numbers. He's all over. But usually if you look at drafts and, and, and in recent history and you look at, you know, he's with the Devils last year over over Kako, who's a winger, people tend to go center with their first-round pick. And that's my opinion. If I was a GM, that's how I would go. That's how you're going to build your team. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I think it's going to be a toss-up. I think you have Lafreniere and you have Quentin Byfield. You know, out of Sudbury. Um, Quentin Byfield, he's a big dude. Big, big center, man. He's 6'4", 215. He's growing. His skating is insane. Um, he gets in the corners. He's a defender. He can play power play and PK. Kids just nonstop. Lafreniere, just all-around good player, and I get that. Um, my number three... It's a good toss-up between Lafreniere and Quentin Byfield at number one and two. Honestly, if you take any of those guys, you're you're in good shape, and your rebuild is just hit the accelerator. Um, Tim Stutzel, uh, insane, great player over from Mannheim in Germany. Uh, he's another left wing, a little speedy, uh, can get in the corners too. He's a little grittier. He plays that, that big German game out there. So, I mean... I think he goes three. Then you have number four in my eyes. I'm doing the top. I mean, I'm I'm doing nine because that's just how I feel. And out of the eight that are coming out of that draft lottery, this is how I feel it's going to shake out in my eyes. These are my top nine. So number four is Marco Rossi. Uh, he plays over in Ottawa, the OHL. He's a center. He's 5'9", 183. Uh, Smaller, you know, speedier center, you know, plays like Giroux from what I understand. He led the OHL in points, uh, 39 goals, 81 assists, and he also kills penalties. So he's a two-way player. So there you go. And he's number four in my eyes. He's the lead leader in the OHL. So, I mean, if you look at Detroit's options, and obviously this is the big talking point because they didn't get the first-round pick and they're fourth, and that's why I'm using them as an example. If you look at their four choices, I think they win no matter what. I mean, okay, so you get you drop all the way to four. So Lafreniere's first, Quentin Byfield's two, Tim Stutzel comes in at three. You get Marco Rossi, who's who's a amazing center and led the OHL in, in, in points. And you're going to say you're losing at that point? I don't think so. So, I mean, that's in my eyes. Then next you have uh, Jamie Drysdale. He's probably the best defenseman in the draft this year. Played in Erie of the OHL. Um, 5'11", uh, 185, right-handed shot. Uh, I mean, kid is big, man. Kid's big, puck moving real good. I mean, I watched some, watch some highlights from him. He can he can just flat out play. I think he's he's a candidate he's a candidate to win rookie of the year in my eyes in the Calder as a defenseman for sure. If you know, especially just the way he plays and the way I watched. 
Um, next on this list, number six, I have Cole Perfetti. Um, he's coming from Saginaw in the OHL. Uh, another smaller center. Uh, from what I watched and what I've read, he seems to be one of those guys that's like right man, right spot kind of guy. Like he's always there. He's always in. He's always in the right spot, and that's something that you want as a team, especially if you're rebuilding. Um, he was second to Rossi as well in the OHL with 111 points. He had 37 goals, 74 assists. So that's my guy coming in at sixth. Um, in my opinion, this is a guy that again can help a team like, you know, like Jersey, like Anaheim, um, Detroit, Ottawa. If they take him, either one of those teams can benefit from having a guy like Cole Perfetti. Um, Next on my list, number seven, uh, Lucas Raymond. Uh, he's a left winger from Frölunda over in the Swedish elite. Um, very fast, fast winger, can play both sides, so left wing and right wing. Um, great offensive ability, um, super feisty, can play power play and, and PK, so he can kill penalties. He can score on the power play. Uh, killed it in the Swedish elite league. Um, super excited to see him come over to the NHL and see where how he can thrive. Uh, I think a team, a team like the Devils, would benefit from a guy like this, considering they have, you know, Marco Hishier and and Hughes as their centers. You get a guy like this, done deal. Um, next on my list, number eight, Alexander Holtz, right winger from Jurgarden, uh, Swedish elite league again. Um, this guy, another guy that I think the Devils can benefit from. Another guy the Devils could benefit from. Um, I feel that this guy's a shoe-first mentality. Great winger. He can also play both sides. Um, he's not, I mean, in my opinion, he's one of those guys that's just going to get a shot off from anywhere. And one of those guys that's a playmaker's dream. So you look at Hughes, you look at Heeshear, perfect in my opinion. And this is someone that I believe that you know, can can put up big numbers in the NHL as well, especially since he has that shoe first mentality and he gets shots off again from anywhere. Uh, he's six foot, 192. He's only going to get bigger. He's 18. I mean, that's insane. And then uh, my odd man out pretty much out of those eight, and and I think he will get. Uh, it depends. Uh, Jack Quinn, uh, another right winger uh, from Ottawa. Uh, he's technically the best goal scorer in the draft <laughs> with 52 goals uh, in 62 games. That's pretty impressive, if you ask me. Um, and that's my number nine. <laughs> he's my number nine. After watching video, reading about these guys, reading the scouting reports, this is my top nine. I didn't go top ten because there's only eight right now. I didn't go top ten. So I did I did nine. I did an odd man out. Um this kid, Jack Quinn, he can skate. He battles for pucks. He always wins battles in the corners. Kid can skate. He's, his skating is building as he's growing. So this is something to watch for. Um, and that that is my top nine. That is my top nine. Um, so looking at the draft order again, number one obviously is going to be picked out of the, the eight play-in series, which I disagree with. This is the only thing I think they got wrong. I think this is the only thing the NHL got wrong, in my eyes, is this, is the way the draft is going. And I think a lot of teams are going to be upset about that. Because I can tell you what, if the Penguins beat Montreal, and Montreal wins the first overall pick, 
in Montreal in 2020, and they pick the French-Canadian kid, Lafreniere. I know Montreal is going to go crazy in the streets, but a lot of people are going to think it's fixed. And I I mean, I, I don't think that at all. So don't take my words out of context. I'm just saying people will. That's just the way people's minds work nowadays. And that's what's going to happen there. So in my opinion, I mean, the draft order, uh, given the, the the talent that is in this year's draft, I mean, I think, yeah, I mean, it sucks. Detroit didn't get first pick. You know, uh, you know, Ottawa has two picks in the top five, which is huge. That really speeds up their process and their rebuild. So I'm excited to see how that goes. It's going to be a lot of fun to see uh, and how that shakes out. So moving on to actually playing the game, okay? Uh, And I'll cover the draft, obviously, as more and more, you know, come about and as we get closer. But uh, so July 10th is the, uh, the date here for phase three to start, which means training camps, uh, training camps start. Uh, they've already started in teams' home facilities, and you know, but that's kind of optional. But July 10th is the date where training camps will start. Um, the speculation now, and this is something that I'm reading and that I've gathered from numerous sources, is that the season will begin on July 30th if everything stays to plan. July 10th, that the camp starts, so that gives 20 days to start you know, the season, which I think is more than enough if they practice in the, in the fashion, I believe they're going to, um, then that leaves the hub city. So we already know of one, we know Vegas is going to be one. And if you've been following my Twitter and our Twitter, a game on, and you've been following everything, you know, that I fucking can't stand the fact that they listed 10 teams, I mean, 10 cities, excuse me. Well, technically teams that could be hub cities. Okay, knowing, and I know the NHL, knowing damn well that they were going to pick Vegas as one, and I'm almost 99% sure they're going to pick Toronto as the other for the Eastern Conference. And that's why they're waiting this long, because they're waiting to see what Canada does with the border to allow, you know, people to cross over, you know, with COVID-19 and everything. This is what's been going on. Um, So they can choose Toronto. Uh, they're saying it's between Toronto and Edmonton right now. I don't see them picking two Western team, Western cities. I keep saying teams, fuck, Western cities to hold these games because then you're gonna have people on the East Coast that are like, well, what the fuck? I can't watch my team till nine o'clock at night as they're, you know, progressing through the games and how they're gonna do it. And they haven't even announced how they're gonna do it. In my eyes, what they're gonna do is they're gonna do four and four. Because here, here you have you still have the the eight play-in series, but you also have the round robin teams that are the top four in the conference that are going to have to play round robin, so they each play each other once. So you're going to have to fit all those games in two cities. I have no idea how that's going to work. They haven't announced that, so I don't want to really speculate on that. But it's going to be a shit show, in my opinion. Now, granted, there's no fans. Uh, I think each team is limited to 50 personnel. So then you take off that, you take 22 players off that. And I'm not sure if they're lengthening the amount that teams can carry. Maybe they bring it to 23 or 24. I'm not sure. Even still, that's almost half of your allotted personnel. So we have to see how that goes and, and what goes on. But I can't 
stand the fact that they they teased everything with these teams. Like they had, I think, okay, so if I remember correctly, the the list was Chicago, Vancouver, Minnesota, Vancouver, Minnesota, Edmonton, Pittsburgh, Toronto, Columbus, Vegas, LA, and I'm forgetting one because I'm a jerk. Um, but even still, let's say nine. I don't. I don't remember the tenth one. I don't. I'm sorry. Um, you damn well knew the NHL was going to pick Vegas, and they announced that before they were like, "Yeah, we're going to pick Vegas as one." You just knew that was going to happen, and then you have to. There's no physical way you don't pick Toronto out of those teams. There's just no physical way you don't do that. So they should have just not even listed the 10, picked two teams and called, God damn it, I said teams again, two cities and called it a day. And that is, that is just my opinion. It's, it's ridiculous. And I don't understand why they're dragging this on. It doesn't make sense. Um, but on to the actual eight play-in series. This is where it gets good, and this is where I'm excited because these series, I think all but one, I think are going to be hard-fought, interesting, with a lot of storylines and a lot of things to watch for. So I'm excited, especially for the Rangers. I'm not going to be biased. Die-hard Ranger fan, as you guys know. Not going to be biased, even though I'm wearing a shirt. <laughs> but I'm not going to be biased. So we'll start in the West. Uh, first series is the Oilers and the Blackhawks. Um, I live in South Bend. Uh, I've kind of adopted the Blackhawks as my second team, far second, but I'll root for them as long as they're not playing the Rangers. Um, I, I don't know. I, I think personally with the Blackhawks, I think they have a good team. They were coming on towards the end of the season, and unfortunately the season stopped. Um, the Oilers have a lot of firepower. Uh they got a solid, I'd say, two lines. Decent defense. Their goaltending still a little bit of an issue in my eyes. Um, I, me, personally, I'm going to go dark horse here. And I'm going to pick the Blackhawks just because Jonathan Taves, Patty Kane. I mean, a lot of good youngsters playing. Uh, you, you can't go wrong. I mean, I... That's a tough pick. I think it goes five games and it's a coin flip in my eyes. I really don't see the Blackhawks getting blown out. Uh, a lot of people do. A lot of people do. Even even Blackhawks fans here. And and I, I just don't see it. I look at the bigger picture. And I look at the mixture of youngsters to guys that have been there before. This is a clean slate. The season has stopped for almost three. Well, almost going to be by then almost five months. So... There's no there's no streaks, there's no anything. There is just get on the ice and play. There's no fans, there's really no home ice advantage. So no one knows what's going to happen. And you look at you look at the Blackhawks and I'm intrigued. I'm very intrigued by how they come out of this and they're playing the Oilers who I think, you know, these are all teams that were sitting outside the playoffs too. Don't forget that. So and the Western Conference and the Eastern Conference were very close, very close towards in, in March. But some were six places were divided by four points. 
So, I mean, anything can happen. Uh, in that series, I'm picking the Blackhawks. You heard it here first. I'm picking the Blackhawks. Um, Predators, Coyotes. This is a tough one. It's going to be a tough matchup. Um, I per, in, in this one, and, and I'll dive in more to these series as they get closer, you know, barring any injuries and in training camp, barring anything, I don't want to jump on players and stats and all that. I'm just going to pick based on how I feel these teams were playing towards the stoppage and and what I think could happen with the players they do have. And if you look at the Predators and Coyotes, I think the Predators have the goalie advantage, but I think they're even everywhere else. Um, in my opinion, I'm going to pick the Coyotes in this matchup. I honestly think with Taylor Hall... Uh, coming over at the trade at the, at the at, for, on that trade and I mean it wasn't the trade deadline but it was a little before um I just feel that the coyotes are younger they they're faster uh the predators defense is a little more stand I mean Oliver Ekman Larson and 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 uh Arizona is killer but you have to look at it as a whole and I think I really do think the Coyotes can pull this one off. I think this one goes five as well, but I think I think Arizona. I keep wanting to say Phoenix. I still I just want to say it, <laughs> but they are Arizona, um, and I I I I pick Coyotes in five in this one as well. I do. Um, Canucks and Wild. Uh, another team that was coming on hot. The Minnesota Wild. They kind of fell off mid year. I mean in January kind of were standoffish on them and they came up they came through and they were only a couple points out of the playoffs before the stoppage um but i mean besser erickson all those guys that's gonna be vancouver i say vancouver in four i think i think minnesota does win a game but i think i think vancouver wins in four in that series um this next one is my favorite by far uh uh, besides the Rangers, this is going to be my favorite series by far. Uh, Flames Jets. Um, I think that's going to be a great hard-fought series. Two gritty teams, two teams that were battling before the stoppage uh, to get into the playoffs. Again, very close to making it if the season ended the way it was supposed to. Um, I'm going to go, again, another series that I don't, I, I think is going to go the distance, but I'm going to go Flames in five just based on their playoff experience and the players they have back there. Giordano, uh, Kachuk up front. Uh, just, uh, I mean, I think Calgary, I think Calgary wins in five. That's the way it goes. A lot of these, I think, are going to go five, in my opinion. Uh, so far, the only one I didn't pick to go five was the Canucks in the Wild. Um, we're going to move on to the East. This is the only series where I think is, is is a wash. And again, regardless of what I said before about not no streaks, no anything, clean slate, I think I, the Penguins and the Montreal Canadiens, Penguins win in three. I really don't see. The only way I see Montreal putting up a fight is if Carey Price just plays standing on his head and is just outright insane. Um, that's the only way I see them winning this series or even maybe even winning a game and carry price pulling one out of his pocket. Uh, 
But I say, I say Penguins in three in this one, and that's something you'll never hear me say because I hate the Penguins. So now the next series, the Rangers and the Hurricanes. So how I feel about the Rangers right now, do I think they would have made the playoffs being how they were playing towards the end of the year? Yes, I do. And it's not because of the, you know, the fan I am and I'm wearing the shirt and I'm a diehard. I feel they would have made it anyway based on the teams they've beaten and how they've beaten them and how they were coming alive and how players were playing at that time. Um, tough opponent in Carolina. Uh, the Rangers had some injuries. I'm not sure if Kreider will be back for this series or not. Is depending on when they start. July 30th, I think, would be the week before. I think he would be coming out of the injury from his ankle. So I'm not sure if he's going to play, and that's a big decision maker for me because you need a guy like that against Carolina in front of the net, and you need that speed. So, I mean, I think, I think it's going to go five, and I think it's going to be a coin flip. Uh, me... Don, personally, the Rangers win. Don on what the puck, giving you guys information. I say, I honestly say coin flip, five games. I, I really see that going five games. Um, it's good. It's 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 going to be a tough. It's going to be a tough matchup uh, for the Rangers, and they're you know they have an experience in the playoffs. Right now, how they got younger. I mean, if Zibanejad just plays lights out. Kako comes alive, Fox comes back, you know, stronger than ever, you know, D'Angelo, all these guys play the way they were before the stoppage, and if you have the likes, if you have the three-headed goalie monster playing in the playoffs, which I think, I think in the, in during the regular season, it hurts a team, but in the playoffs, I really think it helps a team, if you throw a different look at a team every night, so... I mean, if you have Lundqvist, you know, playing net, Yorgiev, and and the Russian, I mean, I don't know. I think I think it's it, again five games to me. Um, the next series, one I'd rather not talk about, uh, the Islanders and the Panthers. Um, this is a tough one because I really do think the Islanders win this series in four. I think they win in four. I think the the Panthers win a game, but I think the Islanders. I don't want to say this, but they're they're a good team. They really are, and I mean with their with their guys up front, and you know I don't know. Islanders in four. That's all I'm going to say about this series. And then this one's intriguing as well. This next one, the Leafs and the Jackets, is kind of intriguing to me because you have a team like the Leafs who are just way overpowered. Their their guys up front, their defense is suspect as hell. Uh goaltending is good, but you can have a good goaltender. You look at the Rangers, you have a good goaltender and a subpar defense at times, it's gonna bite you and especially in the playoffs. I'm gonna go on a limb I'm gonna go on a limb here and this is my underdog pick in the playoffs. I'm gonna say jackets and four. I think the jackets are coming in hungry and with a coach like Torts and, you know, I, I feel they can stifle the Leafs just like they stifled Tampa last year. And 
I really think they come out. And I think it's going to be the Jackets in five. I will cover this deeper as it gets closer. I'll do a series by series or I'll break it down by conference and we'll talk about everything. It's just right now it's all up in the air. So I just wanted to give you my picks. And that's that's something that that you can hold me to. I don't care. I That's the way I think it's going to shake out. And that's the way I think it's going to be. Um, some other fun news. Uh, so... The 32nd team in the NHL, Seattle, NHL Seattle, don't have a team yet, uh, a team name yet, um, is getting closer to a team name, um, logo and color scheme. Uh, apparently, they've registered 13 domain names on the web for their team. So it goes as follows. Seattle Cougars, Seattle Eagles, Seattle Emeralds, Seattle em- Evergreens, uh, Seattle Firebirds, the Kraken, Seattle Kraken, Seattle Rainiers, which is named after the mountain over there. I, I think that's the worst one. Um, Seattle Renegades, the Seattle Sea Lions, the Seals, uh, the Sockeyes, the Totems, and the Whales. Scratch the Whales off. There could only be one, and they belong in Hartford. Nowhere else. That's it. Don't put them anywhere else. Leave the whale alone. Um, my favorite out of all of these is either the Kraken or the Totems. Why? Because of the, the heritage out there and, you know, the, uh, Pacific Northwest and all that and the, the, the Indian heritage and that kind of thing. I think that's pretty cool. I also like the Kraken because there hasn't been a lot done with that. And I think that's a cool name and I think they can really do something with the Jersey and amongst other things as far as, you know, advertising and marketing as far as that's concerned. So I really like the uh, Kraken. I hope that's what they choose. Um, we'll find out. They're closer and closer. They're taking their time. Uh, according to Ron Francis, their GM, they're just with the political climate and everything that's going on right now and especially you know things in Seattle and a little bit of unrest there with you know what has happened and we don't get into politics here at Game On so you know take with that what you may but they they don't want to put anything out yet to take away from that so they're holding on and waiting to see what happens I uh, again I like the Kraken Um, shoot me a message whichever ones you guys like you can hit me up Donnie uh, game on podcast at gmail.com or hit us up on social media at game on sports podcast on Instagram and at game on everyone on Twitter. Let me know what you like. I'll put a post out tomorrow and, and once the episode drops and we'll see what you guys think of the other thing with Seattle, which I think is pretty cool is they're going to be playing. Then the new arena is going to be called the climate pledge arena. And that's based off of the naming rights, uh, from Amazon. Amazon is the sponsor of the arena. But they didn't want to call it the Amazon Arena. Uh, Jeff Bezos said they wanted to kind of focus on, you know, climate change and all that. And the Climate Pledge Arena, uh, it's going to be pretty cool, man. Uh, It's going to be the first eco-friendly arena. So it'll be all electric, zero carbon, zero waste, uh, reclaimed water to make the ice. So it'll be the greenest ice in the NHL. Hopefully not the color green. Um... And the cool thing about it is 
I mean, it's the first of its kind. So that's, that's pretty awesome to me. Um, I would like to see how they do it. They also stated that it will be free public transportation to people, patrons attending games. So that's, that's the WNBA, uh, Seattle hockey team when that starts 2021, 2022 and all concerts and everything in the new arena. Uh, it was called the Key Arena before. We hosted the Seattle Supersonics and all that. Took on a big renovation knowing that this was going to happen. So I'm kind of excited to see how that works. I'm going to try my best to get out there to a game and check it out. Um, but that, you know, I'm I'm really excited about how that, how that arena comes out and the team name and what they're going to do. I'm really hoping the color schemes got like a green in it or something like that. I want it to be, I don't want this to fall the same way Vegas did. They missed an opportunity with Vegas when they named them. And that's again, again, my opinion, but they really did miss an opportunity. So you guys suck for that. Um, again, guys, thank you so much. I know, um, there wasn't a lot to talk about yet, but just be happy that we're getting hockey back. Super excited. There is going to be a lot to talk about here in the coming weeks um, leading up to a hopefully non-speculated July 30th return of hockey. Uh, it's going to be interesting to watch. No fans, no anything. I'm super excited, though, to see how it shakes out. Clean slate. Uh, again, Check us out at Game On Everyone on Twitter and at Game On Sports Podcast on Instagram. We're also on TikTok at Game On Sports Podcast. Um, so check that out. This episode will air on YouTube, so you will see this face uh, on YouTube. Uh, if you're listening on the podcast, thank you so much for supporting. Uh, we look forward to getting at you. We'll be at you, coming at you with What the Puck every Monday. Um, looking forward to it and you guys have a great day. Enjoy your, enjoy your week. Happy 4th of July. And we'll be back at you on the 5th. Game on. That's a hockey. You know, it's only, it's only game. How do you have to be mad?